Well, welcome everybody to episode 56 of the Blow Off Valve podcast. We're your host, Alex and Tucker. And this week we've got a mix of, we're finally getting some F1 news. Uh, we're getting yeah. close. Um, yeah. We've got some F1 news uh, as well as uh, some new announcements from from the automotive world that we wanted to go over. So, uh, but starting in F1, uh, you know, they're doing their testing um, in Bahrain currently. Um, which has actually been pretty cool. Like the, I think the new cars look really neat on track. I do too. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> they don't all look the same, you know. Yeah, they don't. Some... No, they're they're kind of trying different things out, experimenting. Yeah. That's neat to see. Yeah, it's cool, you know, seeing what they're doing within the the kind of confines of the rule book. But the news that we want to talk about really concerns a specific driver. So Nikita Mazepin, we kind of alluded to on our last episode. There's a lot of fallout in various realms because of the the uh war between ukraine and russia and as part of international sanctions there were going to be issues with russian nationals traveling um to different countries and so there was a big concern that nikita mazepin wouldn't even be allowed in certain countries where they're having grand prix races and so Haas elected to terminate their contract with Nikita and with Ural Kali, the, their title sponsor uh, that is run by Dmitry Mazepin, Nikita's dad. So mm-hmm. huge financial decision for Haas. Um, and for Nikita, you know, I there is part of me that feels slightly bad for him because he's probably never going to get back into Formula One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He frankly wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Nikita is no longer going to be driving. And he actually is starting. So Ural Kali has said that they are going to try and get their sponsorship money back from Haas. Mm. Uh, it makes for for uh, an interesting start because he was there for initial preseason you know, shakedowns mm-hmm. in Spain. And now he is out and um they brought back kevin magnuson who is one of their former drivers yeah you know i i think that it's not unexpected i mean yeah the way that that country's run i i think the the kind of the weird thing with the sanctions approach is they're trying to change the behavior of leadership at a high level but I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to change probably anything. No. Um, you know, at least it it makes people feel like, okay, well, aside from, you know, going in and fighting militarily, we can do something. Something is presumably better than nothing. Right. And <clears throat> I guess if, so from that standpoint, it, it's not unexpected. I think just like you alluded to travel restrictions uh, mm-hmm. for Russians and, closed airspace uh, to mm-hmm. their aircraft it just becomes a Im- impractical thing right um and you know presumably if this had well i don't know maybe this had been a shorter term conflict it just feels like at this point it's going to grind on for a while mm-hmm. um so it's kind of at a loggerheads until yeah. like most wars until people have had enough and then but that could be a year from now, two years from now. So it probably made yeah. sense for them to do that and and move on. I thought mm-hmm. it was a little bit interesting that Kevin Magnuson, you know, was was brought back. I mean, obviously he's got some, um, you know, chemistry with the team. Mm-hmm. 
he's had experience with them. He kind of knows the procedures and yeah, exactly. kind of modus operandi of the team. But I also kind of thought, you know, the results were, were never great. They weren't, mm-hmm. I guess, cataclysmic, but I just thought like, I'm surprised they didn't take it as an opportunity to experiment a little bit more and maybe, you know, yeah. give someone new, a a try and because i just i feel like you know with kevin coming back you'll you'll probably see about the same level of performance that that you saw before and right since they spent all this money you know putting in in the new car construction Mm -hmm. you know why not bring up somebody especially if it's like i I don't know the backstory i don't know if magnuson's bringing like all this money with him i don't think he is but yeah. Like if you brought up someone from, you know, F2 FB. or something, yeah, why not give them a shot? I mean, maybe there's, it's like worth taking a kind of a leap of faith and who knows, maybe it like works out really well, surprisingly, you know, sometimes yeah. that happens. It's like, um, like the analogy for me would be football. So, you know, you take a, you have a quarterback and then they retire and then mm-hmm. you bring them back, it's pretty rare that it's like a great outcome. Yeah. But yeah, outside you, know, of you Tom bring Brady. in <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. You bring in like but he was already good, you know, before. So right. you bring in like um you know, somebody from college, you, you know, a rookie yeah. that's supposedly yeah, yeah. really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's probably like a fifty fifty chance that'll translate into the NFL. Mm-hmm. The the same performance. And so it's a gamble and it might not work, but I, I don't know. In my mind, it's like, it would have been worth the gamble. Like, mm-hmm. you know, let, let's just go out on a limb, try somebody new who's supposed to be really good. Maybe it'll be a great fit. And it's like, wow, look at how good they are. Just mm-hmm. unexpected things in life happen. Whereas right. this, I feel like is, is kind of just, yeah, it just feels like they will be kind of, you know, low level performance. Like we've always seen from them. I, I don't know. What I guess I'll, I'll take I'll take the the perspective that last year they had two rookies and it was brutal because they were making rookie mistakes, you know, mm-hmm. Nikita probably more so than Mick. Um and I think what they wanted was some veteran leadership, uh someone that can kind of take Mick under their wing, who, you know, can can show them the ins and outs of Formula One. Um, that knew the team already and Grosjean was not going to come back. He's been doing too well in IndyCar, um, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, let alone like whether his family would even want him to come back after that horrible crash he had. Yeah. Uh, whereas Kevin Magnuson was always pretty, pretty quick, um, you know, within the confines of a Haas car. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably the route that Haas is taking is they, I, I totally agree with you. I think if they could have found somebody that's really strong in F2 that they could have brought up that brought some sponsorship money with them, that would have been awesome. But barring that, I think what they did was pretty smart is get someone that knows the team that was well-liked um, that can come in and kind of be the more elder statesman to Mick. Cause yes, Mick Schumacher's dad is Michael Schumacher, but you know, the by all accounts you know 
Mick can't go to Michael and talk to him about Formula yeah. One. Point. So no, that makes a lot of sense. Having somebody that can kind of mentor him. Uh, and, and to your football analogy, you know, teams have done that. You know, when Green Bay drafted Aaron Rodgers, they had Brett Favre at the time, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and other other teams have done that where they've had an older quarterback and they've drafted a young, you know, hot shot. And they've had him ride the bench for a year to see how the NFL works, how being an NFL quarterback works. So I think that's, they really see Mick as the next star. And Kevin is going to be their guy that kind of helps mentor him and and improve him over the next season. So I think that's where they went with it. Um, I don't think it's, it's certainly a, uh, it makes sense from that standpoint for me. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think he sponsorship money but my guess you know my crystal ball prediction is that Haas is probably going to sell um yeah yeah after this season I don't think yeah gonna be around as Haas more than one more season Gene's Um, probably had enough Gene's seems like he's actually had enough several years ago (laughs) (laughs) somehow they kept him on board unless they come up magically with a new title sponsor which is millions and millions and millions of dollars i think he's going to be pouring a lot more money into the team than he wants this season well and that's the tough thing i think for the sponsorship recruitment is you don't have a whole lot to offer it it has literally been year after year kind of disasters (laughs) so it's like why do we want to sponsor you (laughs) yeah i think you've kind of got like failure begets more failure yeah you've got to cobble together like a bunch of kind of lower level sponsorship deals And, and that's where i think you're probably right i think that that's the the approach that that does make sense um i think i was kind of going for the you know, if I'm Gene Haas or something and I'm like, you know, this is my last year, let's roll mm-hmm. the dice. If it's another yeah. disaster, it's no effing different than any other I, year I've yeah. had with you guys. And I think they're still hoping for a, a big money German sponsor to come in because of the Schumacher yeah, connection. Yeah. Um, you know, well, I, and they might. And so that's to your point, you know, failure begets failure in F1, but victories beget maybe more victories. So, yeah. You know, if if uh, that is a a nice symbiotic relationship and mm-hmm. it's educational for Mick and you know confidence building, and he well, can do better than what is expected, then yeah, then they might be able to attract some of that. Right. So, well, and who knows what's going to happen? I mean, we're all assuming Haas yeah. is going to be back of the pack again. But I know. You know, but these are know, all new cars. So these are all new cars. You know, th- you know, in theory, if you believe what they were saying last year, they were basically putting all their focus last season into building the 2022 car and and to to kevin magnuson's credit he had the fastest time in in the testing session yesterday he, he had the fastest good. laps so we all know te- you cool. can't really believe lap times from testing and teams can be sandbagging and whatnot but <laughs> it, you know it doesn't look like an absolute <laughs> yeah. travesty so far that's true yeah yeah i that's what i'm honest to god i'm hoping for this yeah. season is that somebody who's supposed to be really good completely shits the bed mm-hmm. on their redesign because the right. truth is they'll get it figured out like right if it's red but, bull mercedes yeah they'll get it figured out like for sure mm-hmm. you know what i'm hoping is one of these kind of mid to low level 
teams just hits one out of the park and it's like oh my god they're well, up in third place <laughs> well that's, <laughs> that's really honestly, fun. that's what has to happen because the difference between the where the money plays a part between these high level teams like mercedes and red bull and the low level teams like williams and haas you know they're both going to design their cars but if they suck modifying <laughs> improving them throughout the season is a hell of a lot tougher for the teams that can't, you know, that yeah. don't have money. You know, Mercedes yeah. keep throwing money at their engineers to solve the problem all season. Um, yeah. Haas can't do that. So they kind of have to get it right out of the box. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that's what they did. I would, I'm with you. I'd love to see like Haas all of a sudden as a mid pack or team yeah. for, you know, fighting McLaren and Ferrari and whoever else. Yeah, I agree. I'd love to see that. I hope it's the case. We're getting close. I think we have a what next is it next weekend? Is next really Bahrain Grand Prix? Let's see. No way. F1 schedule. This That'd is be wild. Radio. This is good radio <laughs> right now. <laughs> on the flight. So I know. I, I haven't even looked because yeah, I just, dude. I just, next wow. next next weekend is uh, the bur yeah the twentieth. it's it's bonkers just because it it really doesn't feel like the season ended that long ago i know it has been like a few few months but last year time flies last year was the longest f1 season ever so yeah it's i enjoyed that i mean you know i think it's it's like one of those sports where i would be happy with a couple more (laughs) races i don't I don't know that the the teams want to do as much traveling or any of that, but mm-hmm. you know, in like relative terms compared to like a season of Major League Baseball, oh my god, yeah. you know, it's yeah. never ending. <laughs> yeah. One hundred and sixty-two games. Oh no, one hundred and sixty-two <laughs> games or something like that. Yeah, it's like a hundred too many, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It makes it tough to care about a, a Tuesday much, day yeah. game and. And yeah, all, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> pretty much yeah uh well we'll uh we'll save more f1 talk wow. for next weekend Very cool. uh, uh i do want to mention the new season of drive to survive came out on friday on i Netflix. have not watched any episodes yet so i have been binging them i'm not done My yet bad. but it's very good so far uh, it's very, very i'm gonna get into it i'm gonna get into it um this week yeah. and so hopefully we can we'll chat about talk it. about yeah <laughs> a couple of classics <laughs> um, so moving out of f1 though um a long-awaited official announcement uh this week from volkswagen the id buzz they're basically ev reimagining of the the classic vw microbus uh finally got announced and it looks I think it looks so freaking cool, man. Like I love yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's kind of <laughs> it's like, kind of what they did with the retro beetle in their in the two thousands, but they did with their bus, and I think it looks really cool and fun. Yeah, built- I, I I wonder what'll I, I think that in some places probably California, mm-hmm. you know, Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I bet it'll probably do okay. You know, you'll see some out there. It's mm-hmm. definitely a quirky thing. I think it's it's fun, like a fun quirkiness factor. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, so my guess is they're, you know, just kind of using it as a platform to to generate buzz. I mean, they literally right. call it the, the buzz, the you know, <laughs> like well, for EVs and, and stuff. So, and I think it's smart because they're just they're. It's not a ground up 
thing necessarily. So the body obviously is new, but the chassis and the battery layout and everything yeah. is basically a Volkswagen ID4. So they're taking their kind of, I think what's going to be their fairly ubiquitous EV uh, platform architecture, what they call their MEB electric vehicle platform. And, you know, basically it, it's what we talked about with EVs before. Like, how do you make them different? They're all fast, et cetera. Well, you just drop a different body on them. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's kind of what they're doing. Make this on a box, make this on a blob. (laughs) Well, the the, the only, like, kind of negative for me about this is what they've shown is their what they call their standard standard wheelbase design, and and I really like it. That's not going to be available in the U.S. So the U.S. Mm -hmm. is only going to get a long wheelbase version, which I really hope doesn't mess up the dimensions, because I think the fun, the fun part of this is that it's a, it's a, small little quirky thing yeah to be a, if you've ever been next to a vw microbus it's small you know that's where yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. comes from i think if you made this thing a long wheelbase it would look like a toyota previa minivan yeah uh, you know so i think they could potentially screw it up with a long wheelbase but you know i haven't even paid attention to the power output on this but i just think it looks yeah it looks super fun it's probably in line with the with the ID four, so I'm guessing yeah. you're probably you know two hundred and fifty mile range somewhere in there probably, and uh, yeah, maybe there's like a base front wheel or rear wheel drive, and then an all wheel drive option as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was just thinking when it when it came out and looking at it, it's like, oh, that's cool. I would never contemplate buying one of these. Yeah, but. You know, like I did, the the thought did go through my mind is, you know, I, I mean, I understand maybe, maybe it's just like I, I'm i projecting onto the market, like what my needs are now that, mm-hmm. you know, we've got a kid and dogs and stuff and trying to haul everybody around for trips and vacations. It's like, I need a bigger yeah. vehicle. Right. And it's like, why do you guys keep screwing around with this? like somebody make the big effing suv that everybody <laughs> yeah. wants to buy for right time. yeah yeah that, i mean i think that's why they're bringing the long wheelbase i think probably. that's why they're bringing but i think uh, you're probably right you actually you're spot on people are estimating it's going to be 270 miles of range and you know the 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 thing to me though is like it's still a one of the fundamental problems still is that even something like this is fairly expensive. Like it, they're expecting it's yeah. going to start around 45 grand and like yeah. fully optioned be like 60 grand for the higher spec versions. And it's like, yeah, until we get, until we get a, an electric Corolla, that's, yeah. you know, 28,000, you know, I, the, you can't keep well, making and, like yeah, EVs no. for, for like, middle to upper class people like you have to get evs for everybody now that being said i do kind of wonder a little bit you know theoretically i'm not i'm not saying this is ground truth because i don't know that it's going to be true but theoretically with a hell of a lot less parts maybe Mm -hmm. these vehicles can operate longer as used cars and so maybe instead of having like two owners on average they're three owners and they're stretched Mm -hmm. out over x number of years but um i think we were all kind of counting on you know costs going down 
for mm-hmm. EVs, and and I assume they will continue because there's like there's there's no other trajectory really. But with right. um, supply chain issues and stuff, I don't know. I just a lot of these cars that I was kind of excited for, I feel like whether it's it's probably driven mostly by supply chain issues, won't be coming out until twenty twenty. 2024 maybe even like right. 2026 yeah um because this stuff's gotten more expensive unfortunately so it, mm-hmm. and there, i think there's a little bit we're hitting a little speed bump here yeah in terms of cost now that might be offset just because of how um irritatingly expensive gas prices have also right. gotten in, in, in terms yeah. of like okay. yearly operation but yeah i mean i completely now, agree with you you could you could easily have you could lease one of these things probably for the cost of what you're paying just in fuel a month I if know. you have like a truck or something like that yeah yeah if you've got a big like you know f250 well, or F-250 i mean we've, or something we filled up my wife's xc90 the other day which takes premium unfortunately and it was 469 yeah. a gallon and like yeah. filling that thing up to full was i don't know 80 some bucks i think yeah i mean it's it's nuts I've said the I, I don't I don't uh, you know this but I don't drive the Taycan quite as often in the winter mostly because I just can't stand it being filthy and yeah. so I don't I'm just lazy and I don't want to keep going and washing it so I just drive my truck mm-hmm. and um, but with the way gas prices are I'm like screw it <laughs> you're gonna be dirty for a while the Taycan I'm is back in business gonna do some legwork <laughs> yeah it's I mean we're we're fortunate you know we live in a smaller town I, my commute to work yeah. is minimal you know yeah. our drive to the store is minimal so like we only have to fill up maybe every two weeks at most but if yeah. you're someone that has a longer commute yeah, you have you know you're in absolutely some brutal. suburban or something. Oh my god, <laughs> absolutely brutal. And so yeah. from that standpoint, I mean, you know, the interesting thing about this, and I kind of, well, I was reading it just to you know derail the topic a little, like on uh, gas prices. But I did read mm-hmm. there was I think it was out of like the Wall Street Journal or something. But they did mention that one of the potential outcomes of this, in a way, is it might accelerate a little bit you know, people's interest in EVs. Right. Uh, particularly if I guess the gas prices stay up for uh, quite a while because it's, you know, most well, of the time these things go up and it's like we all, you know, bitch and complain. Mm-hmm. And then in about three months later, they're back down. Well, I, I heard then, a, I had a funny analogy that gas prices take the elevator up and the stairs down. That's that's just sums it up you know so i guess if they were sustained highs which in our country they they probably won't be because the political party will get the boot Mm -hmm. uh, if they stay up too high and then things will change but you know if they did stay up for a while for whatever the reasoning was maybe Mm -hmm. more people would be like okay i'm spending four hundred dollars a month on gas for my commute if Mm -hmm. i could get into a id4 or something and charge it overnight i'd you know save three hundred dollars yeah they'd be like i i want my three hundred dollars yeah i I bet i bet there's probably a a, for people that have to commute each day a decent amount i bet there's probably a lot of a lot of interest in ev or at least hybrid options now yeah yeah Um, i think so but yeah we'll see how it plays out the the 
there's a, a diplomat from the UAE hinted at at them supporting um, increasing production, uh, OPEC increasing production. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see how that plays out. Obviously, you know, we mentioned last time, I think that Russia is a member of OPEC plus. So, you know, there, yeah. there's going to be a lot of uh, debate about that, I'm sure. But, you know, it's frustrating to me, though, because I think they're blaming this on the war in Ukraine and sanctions and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, literally every every oil company is making record profits. So it's like, to me, there's a disconnect. <laughs> You know, it's like you can't you can't blame inflation and supply chain issues and issues with shipping, but then you're also posting record profits each quarter. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, well, something a little bit kind of a, actually similar topic. I mean, EV ish. Um, unfortunately, in my opinion, uh, but Subaru actually just had a really surprising announcement. So. You know, the the new WRX platform just came out and kind of mixed results, mixed reviews, um, particularly aesthetically. But everyone was just kind of licking their chops at the thought of what the STI could look like. And rumors were it was going to be, you know, a significant bump in horsepower over the WRX, which typically the STI is only 20 or 30 horsepower more. But people were expecting this to maybe have up to 400 horsepower and like... Oh my gosh, this thing was good. That was all the rumors. And I heard mm-hmm. that from like Johnny Lieberman at Motor Trend and and some other people. So it's like, okay, like this is gonna be sweet. Well, Subaru officially came out and said that um Subaru is is kind of changing their focus on how future sports and performance cars should evolve to meet the standards of the marketplace, regulations about greenhouse gas emissions, etc. So they said that they're exploring opportunities for the next generation Subaru WRX STI, including electrification. In the meantime, a next generation internal combustion engine WRX STI will not be produced based upon the new WRX platform. Wow. Which, this is the first time they, to my knowledge, since they brought the WRX to the U.S., that they haven't made an STI version of of that model. and it sounds like, at a minimum, the next SCI is going to be a hybrid, if not fully electric. Yeah. Well, Which I, I think is, you know, I don't know. What do you? I'll, I'll, I'll spare. I'll spare my thoughts. What do you? What do you think about that news? Yeah, I, I mean, it's kind of the recurring theme that we continue to see over and over. Mm-hmm. You know, the solution seems to be. Hybridization, and <clears throat> my guess is that in some part it's probably a model that you know they're not moving millions and millions of these, and so right. developmental costs for like a standalone dedicated engine or keeping one and trying to create a, a output that doesn't you know run the run over what they need to have for emissions <clears throat> probably pigeonholes them a little bit and then the bean counters get involved and they're like there's no way we're going to build the you a separate you know internal combustion naturally aspirated engine for this platform like right it's it'll cost us you know a hundred or whatever million dollars and then we'll, mm-hmm. we'll at most make 10 million on it it's like it's yeah. like just a no-go and so yeah the, i think they're i I think I haven't seen much from Subaru in terms of pure EVs. 
So my suspicion is that they're working on an EB platform, an EV platform, kind of like Volkswagen has with like that MEB platform that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then they're just going to kind of tweak it for the WRX and the STI and the Forester yeah. and, you know, whatever else they're going to put it on. You know? <laughs> yeah, the Forester. Same platform for the STI. Yeah. It's like, what? I mean, from, from a cost efficiency standpoint, like, I, I think, unfortunately, that's what's going to happen. They'll drop a different body style on it. You know, maybe the, the STI will have a three-motor setup and the Forester will be a single or dual motor. You know, WRX will be a dual motor. Like, you know, there's going to be stuff like that where yeah. it's just going to be little tweaks in how, you know, how it operates, but the platform will be the same. And then um, they'll charge them a, a profound premium, like... Mm-hmm. A Lamborghini Urus compared to an Audi, you know, RSQA. You're yeah. just like a Volkswagen, you know, Titan R, whatever the hell. It's like, okay, right. yeah, all these UIs are the same. All the software is <laughs> literally just paying for the badge. You know, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think to me, it's it's sad in that you know I understand that this is where the automotive landscape is going, but having had an STI, you know, and loving the sound of that boxer engine. And it's so distinctive. Like you can hear from half a mile away when a WRX or an STI is coming toward you. And the thought of that sound going away is just, that's what I mean, man. That's, that's why I was, you know, being (laughs) crazy and thinking about, I should just buy an M3, a BMW manual M3 because it's over death uh, is knocking at the door. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I think cars, but, you know. Yep, this this is another sign and and the other sad thing is, you know, unlike, you know, some of the higher end stuff like this was a this was a car that was like an attainable dream car yeah, for was, a lot of yeah. people. And and now it's, you know, it I'll be interested to see what the STI market does like if people start buying the hell out of the last, you know, generation. Yeah knowing that, hey, this is it. Like, Because w- if it does go full EV, the other thing that will die will be the fact that it's a manual. You know, that's... Oh, for right. sure, yeah. That's yeah. one of the beauties of the WRX and the STI is that they're manuals. That's and, what people uh, want in the future. You know, look at, like I say, you know, bring a trailer, look at the 2002. Nobody, nobody even posts automatics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nobody no, wants not- that. No, I mean that's for for enthusiast performance cars. Like, yeah, nobody wants that. I mean, people are buying them that don't even know how to drive a manual, just because they know like the manual yeah. is preferred, right? So, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's surprising another, news. I guess in a way, it's not completely surprising, but it it's another nail in the coffin. A, yeah, a little bit of a missed opportunity to like make a Cadillac Blackwing. Like, yeah, I, you're gonna go I, out, go out on a high note. Yeah, or like something like you know, like the legendary like twenty two B that they made, like some limited yeah. edition thing to be like, this is the last four cylinder bo- yeah. turbocharged boxer engine that we're gonna make. So we're gonna come out with the you know STI yeah. limited. There'll be two thousand for the world, and you know, and we're. Out. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, that's what they should. That's what they should have done. Well, that's what, you know, when Mitsubishi decided to axe the the Evo, the Lancer Evo, they came out with a final edition. And I think they made, I don't know, like 1,500 or something like that of them. And and they said, you know, this is it. 
and they, you know, all of them sold like immediately. So yeah, I think it is a missed opportunity, but uh, more the sign of the times, man, the yep. UV God always taking over. <laughs> Thor, well, I think that's, whatever. I think that's all we had for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with probably a little drive to survive talk, but mostly uh, a new freaking start to the formula one season. I still just don't believe that. <laughs> and I, I have know. to go verify that myself. Right <laughs> around the corner, man. That's all right, crazy. Well, cool. Well, well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, be sure to check us out uh, on uh, Instagram at the Blofeld Podcast. Subscribe to us. Um, rate us on iTunes, Podbean, wherever you get this. And until then, we'll see you all next week.